Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Colony Drop, a Gundam podcast. My name is Brian, my co-pilot is Isaac, and this is a podcast where we talk about anything and everything related to the Mobile Suit Gundam franchise. The anime, the movies, the models, the perfectly designed Gundam food that looks exactly like a Haro, or those overpriced Char-branded jeans, you name it, we do it all. On this week's episode, we conclude our review of the 2002 TV series Mobile Suit Gundam Seed. I still can't believe Gundam Seed is almost 20 years old. Can you? We'll pick up right where we left off last week with the characters, the mecha, and our overall thoughts on the series. So, for the preservation of our blue and pure world, let's get back to it. So let's talk about the characters, Isaac. How about our main character, Kira Yamato? Oh, Kira. I'm going to say Amuro had way more personality because mm. Amuro was more realistic in that he was really just kind of looking out for, you know, trying to survive his... He was in survival mode from day one. Kira pretty quickly starts like spouting off sort of, you know, little tidbits of fortune cookie wisdom about, you know, helping people and kindness and all that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I always thought that kind of earned him his name from the, a lot of the fans, you know, Kira Jesus Yamato. <laughs> and not in a good way. <laughs> so I feel like he's less flawed than Amuro. Less flawed and also more bland. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean that that's kind of what happens if you have less flaws, right? You, as a, yeah. maybe as a character, you become a little bit more bland. I mean, he didn't really have any out of these first twenty four episodes. I, I didn't dislike Kira, but he also didn't really have many flaws to make him super interesting. Other than that, like one outburst uh, when he got really mad at Sai about Flay, uh, that was very yeah. out of character. Yeah, but I mean, he was kind of. Uh he might not have been thinking with his brain, let's say that, <laughs> <laughs> as they say. <laughs> so that might have been why he was rushed to defend her, even though he does eventually see how kind of kind of nuts she was. Yeah, she gets progressively nuttier. I don't blame her, though, because, you know, she watched something so traumatic and horrible. Her father was in that capital ship. She got, watched it get blown up. She was so desperate, she pulled a gun and was ready to kill somebody. She's been through a lot, you know. She's she's her mind is like a, a broken eggshell that's been held together by tape. So <laughs> it, no matter how you handle it, it's still fragile. <laughs> See, I don't know. I I despise Flay's character much more than a uh, Quest. Pariah. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, more than Quest? Oh, you you yeah. just like her more than Quest? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I just she wow. seems so she just seems so nuts. Oh my god. I think this is our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my opinion. I think Flay is worse than is worse than Quest. <laughs> Speaking of Flay, Kira is one of the only Gundam protagonists that is clearly shown to have like a sexual relationship with another character. Yeah, well, I I would say so obviously, right? Yeah. Like in Origin, yeah. you know, we saw Amuro. <laughs> <laughs> one of my one of the funniest scenes I thought was Amuro and <laughs> and what's her name? God, uh, um, Frau Fraubo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I was about to say Ramius. I was like, no. <laughs> Amuro and Frau. Uh, if you remember in Gundam Origin, <laughs> Tamari comes home and like Frau's leaving the house, and he was like, oh, like I don't know, hi Frau, and she was like, hi, you should like spend more time with Amuro or something, <laughs> and then and then Tamari goes into the house and like Amuro's like. I think it's asleep or something, like in his underwear, or just walking around in his underwear. And he was like, "Come on, you should at least clean up the place and like put on underwear if you have girls over." <laughs> put on clothes, pants. <laughs> oh, oh, Mr. Tim. Ray. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> too much time in that lab. But yeah, there's not too many, even in like more recent series, right? It's pretty rare. I mean, Mika and and uh, what's her uh, name got it on but, but they, uh, i don't remember them actually showing much of anything it's only saying you know oh yeah absolutely i mean this yeah. that's what i'm saying this one was the most explicit yeah yeah and yeah. maybe it caused them some controversy back in the day when it got released actually it did it, it did, did. Yeah. here here's the little tidbit that i found the controversy everybody so in one of the episodes the 16th episode they do show kira getting out of bed with flay and yeah apparently it got complaints filed people were upset that it would be shown during daytime or at least when children would not be in school so they clearly would have access to watch it so um 
not good for <laughs> for sunrise. <laughs> so don't don't anger the fans. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Flay is in a very weird headspace by the end of these twenty four episodes. At this point, she oh, has boy. she watched her father die, as you said. Her fragile psyche has driven her to sort of give her body to Kira at any point in order to comfort him to make sure that he kills as many Zaft as possible. But she also, she says that she will never forgive Kira for letting her father die. He did probably foolishly promise her that everything would be okay during that battle, and uh, she took that literally. Yeah. She goes very, very Cersei Lannister from Game of Thrones, very, uh, trying to be like a little chess master, like motivating Kira at the same time, not liking him at the same time, wanting to kill coordinators at the same time, you know, just trying to survive. Yeah, all kinds of crazy going on there. So yeah. bad move, Kira. But um, how about Moo? Moo Laflaga. Moo. Moo would be like a great friend, wouldn't he? Because like he just he's laid back. He's a really cool pilot. He's like a, a loyal and supportive friend. I can't say enough good things about Moo. He's a really cool guy. Yeah, Moo's one of my favorite characters. Or he probably was my favorite character first time I watched Gundam Seed. Curious to see if that'll hold up uh, during this rewatch. He's a chill character, great pilot. I think his his story really hasn't been told yet in these first 24 episodes, so I think we're going to get that in the back half. But I, I think he's a, a great addition to the cast. It really balances out all of the teenage angst, right? I think you need that. You can't have all the pilots being these, yeah. what, 18, 19-year-olds. Right. He's, he's pretty much like the big brother on the ship. You know, yeah. he's... Like Bright was kind of the the forced upon young father, but right. but moves moves the big brother. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. fair. Uh, how about his partner in crime, Miryu or Muru Ramius? Ramius, she's a good character too. I like that she's competent, but at the same time, you pretty much you can tell she's struggling with a lot of stuff. Like she really feels like she's in over her head, but she's doing her best. So, yeah, she was put in a, in a sort of an untenable position, right? I mean, she had to take over the yeah. archangel. And I thought that was that part was interesting. If you remember, I believe her and Moo are the same rank. And Moo was like, well, I don't want to be the captain, so you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so she was I like, mean, well, I guess I'll do it. Yeah. I mean, also the fact that he's a, an ace pilot is kind of like a coin toss, right? It's like, yeah. I mean, well, that, that decides it. You know, there's no way he should be on the bridge. What are they going to do, put her in his, his fighter? <laughs> yeah, his Moby is zero. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a joke. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, though. I mean, she's not super headstrong. You can tell she struggles with every decision, probably too much, actually, um, compared, especially compared to Nataral, right? Oh, yeah. Nataral, Nataral's cool because she has, I'd say, stronger convictions than uh, Ramius. Mm-hmm. She's not necessarily more by the book. I think she's more, like, by the victory or the ends justify the means in a way. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she was... It looked like the moment, like, <laughs> Ramius took, like, a, I don't know, got a broken arm. She would, like, just step forward and say, all right, I'm in charge now. <laughs> <laughs> she's just waiting to pounce. Yeah, she's like, we're going to do things my way, and things are going to be done way better. <laughs> <laughs> Ramius had one of my favorite moments uh, of the show so far, anyway. I forget exactly what, what had happened, but uh, she was down or something, and she put her head on her desk, and uh, Moo tried to cheer her up by, like, patting her on the back. And without without raising her head, uh, she goes, "Moo, that's sexual harassment." <laughs> <laughs> and he, he raises, he takes his hand off, and he goes, "Is it?" <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how the military works. Yeah, still still holds up today, especially in, in today's I guess climate. So. Man, but that, that is pretty funny. <laughs> how about the uh, how about our Zaft boys? Let's start with Atherin. Uh, Atherin. Well, I don't like Atherin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I don't, I don't think anybody likes Atherin. All right, so he's in the red mobile suit. He's even in a red uniform, but he's not a Shar character. He's sort of this, this very insecure type pilot because on the one hand, he has to fight his friend and sometimes try to kill him, and on the other hand, he's kind of living, trying to live up to his father's expectations. I was never too interested in what was happening whenever Atherin was around. Yeah, I didn't think he had really done much um, through the first half of the show, except for the. The only time we really got to see Atherin was when uh, he was trapped on that island that one night with uh, Kigali. And I, I enjoyed him during that episode, but beyond that, he doesn't. I didn't feel like he did too much. He was kind of like there for the plot, but very just, well, I am part of Zaft, and therefore I have to fight and, and do these things. Yeah. Also, for like. Spoiler alert, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> His mother was at Junia 7 
mm-hmm. when it got nuked. So that's kind of the reason his dad's on such a war footing. But you don't really get any of that from Atherin. You know, like, he doesn't even really talk about it or bring it up. You know, you think, I mean, it, it's kind of like the polar opposite of Flay. He, yeah, he only mentions it, I think, to to Kigali during uh, when they're on that island because uh, I think she you know she's asking him why why do you ki- tr- kill all these people you're going to use your mobile suit to, to kill my friends and blah, blah, blah. and he says well my you know my mother was on Junius 7 so you know suck it basically and um, to me yeah, I think he's a little flat um, his, his VA is also he has like a weird accent in the dub how was his voice in the in the first dub I guess we should say that Isaac Isaac has watched both dubs now yeah i have i'm trying to i don't remember being that different there's one character i remember whose voice is very different but he hasn't appeared yet so we'll talk to him later probably one of my favorite characters brian knows who but uh, <laughs> we'll get to it later. uh what about the other the other boys in the team Isaac. Isaac is just he's too much of a hothead and a firebrand he's arrogant and he's angry that kira keeps defeating him or he's not able to kill kira and he's just constantly angry like he's he's gonna give himself some ulcers or something <laughs> he's yeah he's not likable either because i don't really see any redeeming qualities from him he's just kind of an angsty angry pilot you know the other ones nicole though is you know he's kind of a not softy but he clearly would rather be playing the piano than um <laughs> than being in a, a cockpit but you know his dad's in the government so he kind of had to join the military i guess Dirka softens over time, but he's kind of Isaac's shadow at this point. Yeah, he's closer to Isaac than Nicole. Yeah, uh, anybody's really. Yeah, the team's pretty much split in two, right? Yeah. It's Atherin and Nicole, who are like pretty much moderate personalities, right? Mm-hmm. And then Dirka and Isaac, who are much more gung-ho. Yeah. And how about the, the namesake, Raoul Le Creuset? Oh, boy. The mannerisms that he has in his new voice actor, they're pretty close to what we already had in the original dub, you know, he's, I wouldn't say he's effeminate, but he's sort of a, a soft-spoken kind of whimsical officer, right? The way he mm-hmm. talks and I guess the the pace of his sentences, it's, I don't know, very very much a gentleman in war kind of, you know? Yeah, but he, he also comes off as very much, you know right away that he's like evil. And I'm not yeah. sure. Because like, if, you, if you're trying to be Char, Char always came off as maybe conniving or you always knew he had a plan but i don't know that you ever thought char was completely evil i don't know if rao should be that evil i don't know i'm not sure in these first few episodes i didn't really get the whiff of him being evil just yet just very much um almost to the point of being cocky a very self-assured officer that you know like like to mentally stay one step ahead of his enemies yeah yeah, he likes to hear the sound of his own voice too. Whenever they're in front of that that map, they meet at like five times a day. <laughs> <laughs> the Lecuse map meeting. Yes, the, it's a, the it's a recurring outlook invite. Digital map where they talk about what the enemy's obviously going to do, <laughs> <laughs> and he deduces their plans. Like yeah, every, he deduces their plan. They they already have the graphics already booted up to show like exactly <laughs> how things are going to unfold. <laughs> um, how about Atherin's, uh fiance lacus oh god i i don't have enough time to go into <laughs> how much i don't like her it, it's just such a poor character design too because they really try as colorful as the series is and it's really colorful maybe mm. too colorful lacus really has like a weird design like i don't know she looked like she would she just got pulled from like an anime about like these these uh witches that like run a bakery or something right because she's like so bubbly and colorful and i know she's a pop star in the the series which is its own weirdness god that was such a weird choice too for the storyline but um it does kind of divert the tone of the you know we're gonna make this in a one-year war but it's gonna be serious and about like you know death and violence and you know we're gonna show real war and all that stuff again and nukes and you know, innocent people and all that. And there's going to be a pop star with pink hair. Uh, <laughs> Boom. Pink haired pop star. So, no, not a Lacoste fan. Don't like the new pronunciation even more. But um, what can you do? They put her in here to be like a, a little walking angel of peace. For more sure. naive than He's a person princess. would be. The pop star angle, is that maybe an excuse to have her sing some songs? Because she does sing at least once in the in the first half of the show. It's a terrible song, isn't it? <laughs> it maybe wasn't the greatest. No. 
No, it, it's not a good song. <laughs> <laughs> I think her VA gave it her best shot. I think I think those songs are probably pretty difficult if you're trying to translate it from Japanese to English. That's that's a not a that's an unenviable task right there. Have to um, translate the song and to change the words to make sure it rhymes. Yeah, that's and to make the chorus rhyme. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot going on there that could yeah. go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I thought actually the weirdest part of her character was how many Haros she had and how infatuated with the Haros she was. Did you find that weird? Yeah. I, did they ever tell us who made them? I don't think she did. She just bought them. Because we know that Birdie was from Athrin, right? Oh, I thought Athrin made the Haros. Oh, okay. Maybe, okay, that makes sense. Then. I could be wrong. There, could, there's probably was, a, a yeah. seed like mega fan out there who knows exactly oh. where all the different colored haros came from he, he knows upset. which plant built it where they were built at. <laughs> the names of each haro <laughs> their unique personalities but i guess that makes sense that Ather made it but uh, i don't know I, it, from what it sounded like they hadn't interacted much if at all even though they were in some kind of arranged marriage Oh, absolutely. That's the one thing, yeah. though. Even though I'm not like a huge fan of Lacus's character, she's too good for Atherin. Like, <laughs> like she invites Atherin to stay for dinner, and he's like, "Oh, I, I can't. I got, I gotta go back." Like, what a jerk. <laughs> the good thing about insulting someone like her, though, is that like she she takes it like with a smile. Cause she's <laughs> she's just so happy all the time. Yeah, just just <laughs> a bundle of joy. That Lacus yeah. coin, and now I can't take her seriously with the name Lacus. No, it's it was bad enough before with the way she dresses. Now it's clownish. You already hate Lacus so much. I can't wait to hear your opinion of Mir Campbell. Real boy. Well, we'll, we'll get, get there, there too. <laughs> <laughs> what about Patrick Zala? We don't see too much of him in this half of the season, but he comes off as more one note than I remember. Very much just kind of a... Actually, he's not in full-blown warmonger mode yet, but he's clearly the voice of, of war clear which side is trying to push the war to keep going on Zaf's side at least so and it's it's him he does come off as a dad that would kind of force Atherin to join the military though <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely what about Kigali I'm not a fan of Kigali either because she's just annoying <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's not the tomboyish thing it's just uh, she says a lot of things before thinking right like a lot of the time she like Kira stops her in her tracks because of what she said. She just is very much a uh, a mouth less than a brain. Ouch. I actually really liked Kigali. Uh, I thought she was really funny. She had a lot of funny lines. Maybe not the smartest character. Again, driving into battle with basically a Jeep and a rocket launcher. Her friend got killed. But I thought she had a lot of funny lines. She had the uh, wiremen always surprised. She also had the... Um, when when Kagali wants to fly her sky grasper and and says if she dies because the mechanic doesn't let her fly it then she will come back and haunt his ass, I, <laughs> I thought that was funny. How about the mecha, Isaac? I am big into like Zeon's monoid design, but for some reason none of the Zaft mobile suits really pulled me in. I don't know if it's because they, I don't know the ridiculous fin that a lot of them have on their heads, mm-hmm. or just the way they were animated. I kind of like myself liking more the uh, the strike daggers. Oh wow! Okay, but um, I think what they did right was some of the Gundam designs. Like the Buster was cool. I thought right. I'd say that the five Gundams that were given in this show, maybe the only criticism that I have is is kind of what you said earlier that this is a very colorful show, and that colorfulness is reflected in these five Gundams. Like, I feel like they're trying to do UC, but with, like, the Wing Gundam, every Gundam is unique, and it has, like, a gimmick. Does that make sense? Right, yeah. I mean, they kind of had to, right? Because they're like, oh, these are the prototypes. You know, okay, there's a long-range one. There's the the one that, like, you know, transforms into, like, for some reason, a claw. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's kind of our, our regular kind of one that's, I guess, well-rounded. The cloak one. Yeah, like the Strike. Overall, I think that's a pretty good update on the RX-78 as, like, the flagship Gundam of your show. Yeah. I think that design still holds up pretty well today. Do you feel like it looks dated at all? I feel like it still looks pretty good. Not really. Sometimes the animation overall in the series, I felt, did show a bit of its age. But the designs of the mobile suits, I think they were pretty sufficient. Yeah. 
Yeah. The one thing with yeah. the strike is the the ale striker pack, which is the, basically the one with like the wings. That one's kind of the only one that really matters at the end of the day. The other two are pretty forgettable. You don't see a lot of fans out there of like the strike sword pack or the strike uh, like buster pack or power pack, whatever it's called. Right. Yeah. The ale pack just gives it that silhouette that everyone knows. Intro silhouette. <laughs> the opening music silhouette that we all love. It's like wings. All right. Hero time. <laughs> the Aegis Gundam. I always pronounce it Aegis, but the the dub says Aegis. Is it? You're a history person. How do you say Aegis? At this point, I think it's just your preference. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Aegis. 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 <laughs> I think it's neat that it transforms into this like hardcore looking mobile armor claw thing but those feet are pretty ridiculous very pointy yeah i'm not a fan i mean i don't even remember them being used in combat it'd be cool if they were that'd be like oh okay of course but yeah yeah like he impales someone on his foot or something yeah or like i don't know he's locked like arms with like a gundam and then he like i don't know kind of puts it through their knee or something yeah yeah i like that but no instead they said okay we need a red mobile suit and it's got to be a gundam so this will be our design. It transforms into a claw thing, which I don't remember even being used that much. Like maybe it once grabbed onto the Gundam in claw mode. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Very limited use that mode. I can see why this prototype didn't go anywhere. I know it's supposed to be red. Like that's the red mobile suit of the series, <clears throat> but I wish it had more. I think it's too, too red. I think I wish it had more black or something. Cause I feel like all the, it being all one color kind of washes out a lot of the details. Yeah, it's for me, it's too close to Epion. I don't know if this is mm. the type of red they use or what, but it, it comes off as bland rather than eye-catching. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah. It's very pointy. And yeah, I agree. Like you said, th- th- I feel like this Gundam just didn't do much so far. Right, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want one. I'd challenge, <laughs> I mean, is anybody a fan of this Gundam? Any Aegis Gundam fans? Probably not. I'd, I'd be, there's better red mobile suits out there to represent the Char or the antagonist of a series, the red pilot. <laughs> what about the Buster? Buster, I thought was pretty cool. I know it's it's piloted by, you know, Dirka and he's kind of an enemy for at least the first half. But um, I always thought Buster was a pretty cool design. It's, it's essentially Gundam built around just holding one massive gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, to me, it looks like an updated Gundam heavy arms. Sort exactly, of. yeah. The only thing I have against this Gundam is that animation of it like putting the cannon together gets old yeah or how it like always swings the cannon and then like gets off a shot yeah like it it only has one move <laughs> yeah it's reused a lot so th- that'd be yeah. the only thing i could say but it, i think it looks pretty cool if that cannon takes a hit <laughs> yeah i mean what are you gonna do right? I, that's it right <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do with your gun <laughs> The Dual Gundam, you already know my thoughts on the Dual Gundam. I think we've covered that in previous episodes. I think this one is pretty meh. It's it's kind of the worst Gundam designed. I don't get what they did to make it better than the Strike. It seems like the Strike, but without the Striker packs. Yeah, it's much more bland. I There's nothing interesting about it. Like I'm surprised they actually made this. You know, They could have done something different, like, I don't know, a, a hand-to-hand Gundam or something like that, or I don't know. Just something different they could have done, but this was a really bland result. There's there's nobody that's a fan of this one. I can't <laughs> believe anybody would want to buy the master grade of this. We asked last time for dual fans to speak up, and I don't think anyone spoke up. The silence was deafening. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But that's good because there's better things to buy. You know, this is a bland suit. Maybe that's why Isaac's angry all the time. <laughs> He, he got the st- short straw. Yeah. It's got like a blade and then like two lasers, right? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think that the that the Zaft boys like chose their suits ahead of time or that they were just going to grab the closest one? No, I think it was you get in there, you get the suit closest to you and you run. Yeah. The only thing I can, I don't remember if it's the duel and if I'm thinking of a different show, but I think maybe the duel might have been like the first of the five made and that's why it's so basic. But I could be wrong on that. But that would Maybe you're right. That's a good point. Yeah, this was essentially just a frame they built. And then they're like, okay, we'll need long range, we'll need stealth, and then we'll need kind of a well-rounded one. Yeah. Um, the Blitz Gundam, I think, is my favorite of the five. Really? How come? Because it reminds me of a stealth bomber or like a Blackbird. 
Yeah. It has a cool ability. It's got a cool weapon, those like spike things. And the pilot, uh, Nicole, is likable. I would build this Gundam. I wouldn't pay a lot really? for it, but I would build it. Huh. It was pretty cool. I'll give you that. Just for the Mirage ability. That's what I liked. Man, I don't know why the Federation didn't do more with Mirages. Yeah, you'd think they'd be putting that thing on everything. Yeah, they said, okay, we lost the Gundam, but we still have Mirage Colloid technology. So we're going to slap this on like as many things as we can. But they didn't. Nope. So, yeah. <laughs> Instead, the plants take it, and you see it at the end of the series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. On the Zaf side, I <clears throat> pretty much agree with you, except for the amphibious suits. Really? I liked the amphibious suits. I thought those would, would slot well into the Xeon amphibious suits. Oh, the goons? Yeah. And the goons and the Xeno. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the one captain used, right? The submarine yeah. captain. Yeah, that one has like these terrifying claws. I, yeah. I, I thought that one was cool. And the goons, uh, besides having a terrible name, it really looks like an amphibious suit. And I think that means it did its job. Uh, or like right. the designer did his job. So like you you instantly look at that and you're like, that looks like it would go well underwater. And it does. Like it has a swim mode. It's very aerodynamic to cut through the water. Uh, those two I thought were were good. And that, those, that part of the show, I thought those were some good battles. You got me there. Those are great amphibious designs. The only thing I didn't like about the goon was that like it has to like really lift up its arm to shoot at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they're, maybe they're not the most maneuverable. But I thought those were pretty good. It was always kind of weird how like their mono eye was at like always a weird position on mm, what the yeah. would be their face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Xeon had better placement for the mono eye. Maybe Xeon can give them some mono eye tips. Probably. The Gin or the Jin. I thought it was a respectable Zaku stand in, but sort of clearly inferior, I guess. That I agree, that fin is like really off putting. It's way too big. Yeah. They I think without the fin though, they probably looked at it and were like, This is a Zaku. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So they're like, All right, we'll slap a fin on it and then we'll make like the the flying version, um, you know, have like a peacock wings. <laughs> okay, so. so I did actually like the din. That's the flying version. Really? I thought that looked okay. Yeah. yeah, I would I would build like a, a like a a non master grade version of that because they would never make a master grade. But right. I the, I think the reason I like it is it reminds me of Storm Eagle from Mega Man X, the fir- the Mega Man X one. You ever played that game? No. Oh. <laughs> well, if you look up Storm I Eagle, so. let me pull you, it up. Yeah. Storm Eagle. <laughs> oh my God, that is him. <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah. The designer was like, "Oh, I like Storm Eagle, so I'm gonna make a Storm Eagle uh, mobile suit," and that's what the din is. Yep. It's a bird. I just thought it get the the wings gave it like a really nice silhouette, and we don't see many purple suits, Isaac, outside of your doms. So I no. thought that was neat. But again, I think that's like I like that one in the context of the show, uh, like relative to all the other suits. I don't know that any of the Zaft ones really jumped out at me, except for the amphibious ones, where I was like, "That's a that's a great design." Yeah, nothing Zaft really jumps out to me, even though I usually side with the space colonies. This time I was blue cosmos all the way, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I'm very surprised by that actually. Me too. I was watching the series and I was like, okay. Well, plants have to be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> they are out of control. We can't let these filthy coordinators just take over Earth, Brian. <laughs> you know, I know, I know that Gundam Seed is uh, maybe one of the shows that you like more than some of the others. Uh, so I had some questions for you. Sure. This show was sort of Gundam for the new generation. Now on the rewatch, you know, it's been almost 20 years since this show came out now. So you'd almost need like a a Gundam seed for the new generation now, right? What Um, would you do? Do you still feel like this is sufficient for Gundam for the new generation? Or like, what, what would you change if, if Sunrise said, Isaac, we want you to make Gundam for the new generation. How would it differ from, from Gundam seed? Wow. I think in tone, I'd go for less colorful and a bit more, um, a bit more serious. I think a good way, that it's been done for the new generation has already been done. Mm. It was Iron-Blooded Orphans. That was an incredible series. Very well done. Very heavy in tone. Great designs. Colorful when it needed to be. A great series. I would actually adjust my opinion of Gundam Seed now that I've rewatched it again. And I don't blame the dub at all for this. I enjoyed it less, Brian, I'll say, the second time around. I wouldn't say I dislike it, but... um, 
very much for being, you know, one year award by the numbers. I, I liked it less this time around. Yeah. And I, I don't see myself watching it again soon. Since you have watched both the dubs, well, I guess one, did you like one better than the other? And two, was it worth it to make a new dub? Because, I mean, that's very rare that a show gets dubbed right. twice. I will say, no, it wasn't worth it to make a new dub. I don't know why they did it. Maybe just to sort of be able to market this already made content again, right? I don't think it improved anything. There's one character whose voice, he hasn't appeared yet. He appears in the later half. Um, there's one character whose voice has been more matured, I'll say. But that that really doesn't change anything really in the story or your perception of him. So, yeah, I, I feel like the redub was unnecessary and it didn't make things better or worse in how I viewed the series since, you know, rewatching it. I just kind of came away with the feeling that, oh, that was, you know, when I watched that when I was younger, I, I really enjoyed it more. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a, a favorite new voice actor in the new dub? Huh. Like for me, it would have to be Walfeld, Natarl, and then probably Kigali. Even if you don't like her character, I think her voice actor does a good job. I feel like it fits her character. I don't even remember yeah. on the first watch. I don't remember Kigali being this rebellious. Maybe I, it's, it's maybe it's just been too long. But you, you know what? Honestly, I feel like everybody's voice characters now are very close to their previous ones, except for a few characters. I'm lukewarm about any voice character changes. Yeah, I, I one way or the other, I don't think it's worse or better. So that's puzzling then. Uh, I would have thought the new dub would either be because the old one was terrible or no. that the new one is just so good that it blew the old one out of the water. And I think what you're saying is fairly consistent with what I've read from other people where... Yeah. The question is why? <laughs> why was this done? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's mixed opinions where they're kind of just like, yeah, I mean, the new one was okay, but so was the old one. Yeah. Um, nothing improved, nothing worsened. I mean, maybe, you know, there's probably some people that have very strong held opinions out there, so I'm not, I'm not trying to speak for everybody, but um, it, it is just kind of strange. I mean, I can only think of a few shows that have two dubs. Uh, and the other ones are much, I'll say, more higher profile than Gundam Seed. Like, for example, Evangelion just got a new dub. Hmm. But I would not, I mean, Evangelion is like an anime classic. I don't know if yeah. Gundam Seed is on quite the same level as Evangelion, so. No, the original series would be in the same ballpark as yeah well as like exactly weight but seed no seed is very it's even among gundam fans it's kind of niche right it's either you enjoyed it or you didn't i mean i think seed has its you know there's a section of gundam fans that probably feel seed is is the best or their favorite but yeah, as a whole i don't i don't i agree 0079 would be much closer on, on the evangelion scale are there any at least through the first 24 episodes are there any models you would get from this show Oh boy! <laughs> I, I know there's one, but it doesn't come till the end. So, but if you yeah. had to limit it so I, far it, to this well, first yeah. batch, the first batch. Wow, that's hard. That's really hard. Or if you, if maybe if you, even if you didn't want one, if you had to pick one, someone was going to give you one. Sunrise was like, "Hey, you guys have a great podcast. Here's a model. Which one do you want? Man. Which one would you? Which one would you choose?" I'd probably go with the strike. Wow, this is yeah. a first, ladies and gentlemen. I Isaac know. picking a Gundam. Holy cow! I was about to say a Jin, and then I was like, "Come on, that thing <laughs> with the fin. That thing's not going to be able to stand up on its own." <laughs> the fin, gonna, the fin yeah. is diecast, Isaac. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but yeah, I'd go with the strike just because I'd be I'd, I'd, to check off like that. I have a seed one, you know. I'd be mm, like, okay, yeah. you know, it's here until you know the other one that I, that right. I want yeah, shows sure. up. I think I'd go with the Blitz probably. Or one of those amphibious ones, the the Zeno. I think that's just like diabolical looking man. But um, it also has flippers, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> so I know you're a big uniform guy, Isaac. What were your opinions yeah. on the uniforms in this show? When I watched this show originally, way back when, I really liked the Earth Alliance uniforms. I think the white looks good. How they placed like the little, you know, rank insignias and the different, you know, symbols mm -hmm. and emblems. I think uh, the Earth Alliance uniforms always come off looking sharp. Zaft comes off as way too, I don't want to say Japanese, but way too like Final Fantasy RPG, you know, mm. where like the uniforms are just kind of too wacky to make sense. Yeah. I, I really didn't like Zaft's uniforms at all. It, it They just look weird. Yeah. I, mm. I don't, I'm not a Zaft uniform guy. The flight suits themselves, I don't 
understand why they designed the red pilot suits for Zaf to have like that sort of dome on the front part. Oh that, yeah, that ugly looking mushroom tip, <laughs> that bulb. <laughs> but um, Kira's helmet, his cool little blue white flight suit, that looks great. Even the regular uh, Zaf grunts in their green, you know, their helmets are kind of cool. Very angular. That's a different take on it compared to a lot of other uh, pilot helmets that we've seen. That that's my two cents. What do you think? Um, overall, I thought they were good. Uh, the, the the Earth Alliance ones, I felt like they were clearly trying to be an update of the UC Earth Federation uniforms. Yeah, and I thought that was pretty successful. You know, I'm not a huge uniform guy like you are, but even I can tell, like, okay, there's the insignia. I can see how it differs for this person versus the person standing next to him. So I, I agree. I thought those looked sharp. The Zaft ones, yeah, they they were a little bit more formal. I feel like some of the Zaft people just kind of wore a lot of weird clothes. I don't know. So, yeah, Zaft I definitely wasn't as hot on, um, but I agree the Earth Federation ones or the uh, Earth Alliance ones are pretty sharp. So, Yeah, I mean, even though Earth Alliance was almost all white, a few guys had blue or pink, there was a Zaft white uniform. Le Crusade wears it, so do a few other people. But um, I think even if they stood next to an Earth Alliance uniform, you'd be able to tell that they clearly were from different organizations. The one I could not take seriously was the <laughs> was Walt Felt's like tiger themed flight suit. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I love everything about Walt Felt except his suit and his flight suit. I mean, it kind of matched his suit though. <laughs> it did. Oh, one hundred percent. But it was like I was watching because I think it goes back to that tone issue where, you, where you're talking yeah. about where it's too colorful. Right, we're um, gonna make a serious Gundam. Yeah, well, because he, uh, yeah, he up up to that point, he was the one who had espoused the most serious philosophy on war, but then he gets in his orange striped tiger suit and he wears his orange striped flight suit, and so it just it seemed to clash a little bit to me, and I think it, I don't know, it, it made me take him less seriously than I should have. Yeah, he, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you, I, I wish. Like they put like a lampshade over it, you know, like maybe he was suiting up and like he told his men like, oh, I'm glad I got my ridiculous one on today or something like that. Or, you know, he's like, you know, I always thought this thing was ridiculous, but you know, this was what I was assigned. Yeah. Or maybe like the crew got it for yeah. him or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. refuse what my crew got me for my birthday. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Maybe this is too early to ask this question, but do it. There's always been like a rumor of like a Gundam Seed movie. You know, after this rewatch, you know, would you be excited if that was to come out? If I, would I be excited if a what was to come out? Uh, like a new Gundam Seed movie, like a third entry into the oh, series. There so was always continue- talk about, yeah, that there would be some sort of film or some sort of new project. And it, it's never materialized. And I don't know if it ever will now because I think actually the, the lead writer for Gundam Seed, I don't remember if she wrote Destiny as well, but the lead writer of Seed was the director's wife. I think she passed away a few years ago, so that's actually pretty sad. But wow. I, without her, I don't even know if they would do it. But um, but if that was to materialize, <clears throat> do you think you'd find yourself excited for it? Because, you know, Gundam Seed is approaching the 20th anniversary of the show. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they do something for the 20th or the 25th anniversary, given how big of a, a success it was back in the day. I would be cautiously optimistic on the one hand, I wonder where it would go, especially with how Gundam Seed Destiny ends. I know there's, you know, different mangas um, that are in Cosmic Era. I don't think I'd be too optimistic that it would be a good story, though, just because a lot of things have already been done. We did One Year War by the numbers. We kind of did some of Zeta by the numbers. About half of Zeta by the numbers. Yeah. They brought back, you know, some of the same weapons from seed into seed destiny <laughs> yes i don't know why but yeah at, at, there's a certain point where you're beating a dead horse you know and based on what happened in the double o movie i don't think it would be a good idea <laughs> to you know really try to force yourself to sit down here and say okay what would happen in a movie to wrap this all up uh, wacky ideas start happening like aliens and then like you know alien invasion and all that stuff <laughs> Um, so yeah, if it happens, I'd, I'd be cautiously optimistic, but, um, at the same time I'd prepare myself if it was a train wreck. 
I get the feeling that you think the Gundam franchise should stay away from movies altogether. You know, Double O, that's a whole separate story. Yeah. F91 didn't go well. Right. Shars uh, Counterattack, Counter maybe you weren't the hottest on. Not a good track record from your perspective. No. The data backs me up. Um, if you're a Shars Counterattack fan, that's great. But there's no way you would disagree with me that you would have loved to seen that stretched out to a 50-episode series. Same with F91. If you like F91, if you were a double O fan, I'm sure you'd want a redo of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, at least turn it into like a, I don't know, OVA or something. <laughs> so, yes, Gundam movies are a disservice just because you're too limited in a space opera. Gundam should be much longer than that. Star Wars couldn't be one movie. It needed to be a series to really flesh out the space opera. And Gundam's in the same boat. Any other closing thoughts, Isaac, before we give it a uh, first half rating? I enjoyed this uh, first rewatch of the first half of Gundam Seed. I remember enjoying it a lot more when I originally saw it. I would have changed some things off the top of my head. The dub was unnecessary. The redub was unnecessary. <laughs> I remember being colorful, but this, sometimes this this is too colorful, right? Like, man, it's like they use they, they they dumped like a bag of Skittles on the table and said we have to use each of these colors in every single frame. Um, well, you know, in, on that yeah. note, <clears throat> one thing I did read about the show is that this was the first Gundam series to be digitally animated. Maybe it was somehow easier to use colors, and they just kind of went you know crazy with it. Maybe you're right. To their credit, though, like the computer scenes, which is almost, almost all is Archangel, right? They look pretty good. They've held up over time, I think. You yeah, know. that's true. Yeah. Yeah, they're not bad. But, um, yeah, maybe, you know, they were all with their new tablets, kind of <laughs> their, 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 their new you know, graphic design styluses and just kind of tapping all the colors they could, you know, because they got free reign or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I... I enjoyed this rewatch, but um, I remember liking it a lot more. Or maybe my tastes have just changed in time. You know, we watched it so long ago originally, Brian. So I'll, I'll mm -hmm. chalk it up mainly to that. But if you haven't had a chance to see Gundam Seed, you know, the Cosmic Era isn't like five seasons or anything like that. There's no reason you can't just watch Gundam Seed and uh, have a good time with it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So what, what would you give it, Isaac? So far, first half. On my scale of five horrors, I would give the first half three out of five horrors i'm sorry 3.5 out of <laughs> 3.5 out of five horrors three and a half horrors out of five horrors <laughs> uh, i think that's very similar to what i would say i think i would give on my 10 10 horror scale i think i would give it a a seven out of ten i agree with you that i i feel like i enjoyed it more the first time i watched it i don't know if that's just because i've already watched this and i already know what's going to happen uh-huh or if maybe I just remember the back half being better. And I, th I do think the story is about to pick up in the back half from what I recall. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I think something just holds it back a little bit for me. Maybe it's just too similar to the UC in certain ways, or maybe yeah. Kira is just kind of a, I don't want to call Kira Mary Sue. Oh, he is. But I mean, he kind of is right. Dudley. He's a Dudley do right. Yeah. And you know what? Before that, what you just said about um, being too close to the one-year war or doing the one-year war by the numbers, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, right? Because that can backfire on you, you know, as great as the one-year war was. It's kind of like saying, okay, our series is going to live up to that. And right. that's kind of a tall order, I feel like, because at this point, the one-year war has been so fleshed out by side stories that if you really don't give us something good, you give us something kind of mediocre and maybe moving at too quick of a place or uh, not hitting the right notes which sometimes Gundam Seed does, it becomes not the favorite series of your collection. So there you have it, folks. We're in, mm -hmm. the, uh, we're in the average camp so far, but I think yeah. uh, maybe, maybe a story will pick up. We'll see. But I agree with Isaac. I, I, I think if you have not seen this show, it's still worth a watch. Yeah, I'm excited for the back half, Isaac. Brian, while we're on the topic, there's one thing we didn't talk about, mm. and that's naturals and coordinators. Oh, yes. What do you think about filthy coordinators, Brian? Those filthy coordinators. Yeah, I, I had the same question for you, but in a slight, worded slightly differently. Oh, hit it. Uh, which was, uh, do you think coordinators is a good replacement for the new type concept? Huh. And I actually think it's a good idea. Interesting. If you're trying to do UC again, but not use new types, even though 
spoilers, new types do come into seed. I think the natural versus coordinator thing is, is a is a fine way to go about it. Was the execution there? Sometimes. Maybe not the whole time. Are you asking which, which side I'm on? Sure. <laughs> <clears throat> well, Junius 7 was a bit of a dick move. I don't know that I like one side over the other. And so I think that... Ma- orb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. You'd live in orb. But, but I think that's also... Maybe that's a weakness in the show. I, I guess as a viewer, shouldn't the show give you enough to make a decision of which side you want to root for? Yeah, they really as we'll find out later they really kind of take the middle path or the the third option right yeah i feel like the coordinators as a whole were uh, yeah it does kind of explain why kira is so good although we find out there's more to kira than that (laughs) but at the same time it's like well what about moo he's clearly (laughs) he's clearly a regular human and he's great at what he does and also, you know, there's Zaf pilots that are coordinators and trained, unlike Kira, and they still get blown away. <laughs> so, right? Yeah, something doesn't something yeah. doesn't add up if you're so. In, score. in a way, it was kind of a I don't know a way of saying, all right, our faction will be composed of genetically engineered people, and they live in colonies, so they're kind of the the Zeon stand-in. But the the fact is that they were, you know, essentially refugees from Earth because they were all discriminated against, and then. The issue, though, on the other side, isn't that everyone of the Earth Alliance is just, you know, a raging bigot. It's just that for a lot of them, it's like, well, we have to kind of defend Earth and our countries. So right. we have to fight Zaft. You know, who cares about the coordinator stuff? And the vast majority of them, them even like, yeah, almost every officer. Yeah, actually, every officer on the Archangel is pretty lukewarm about coordinators. You know, it doesn't really seem to feel one way or the other. Flay's pretty much against them, but... She's not an officer, and she's only been in the military for like a few days. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, may- maybe it's because I I don't know. 0079, Zeon just had a lot of passion. Yeah. And I, for for better or worse, right? Whether you agreed with Zeon or, or disagreed, I don't get that here from Zaft. No, there's not a lot of Zaft fans. Yeah. Or or, or the Earth Alliance, and I think you need it. You need it from one side. Yeah. I don't know. The Federationals felt like they were heroically defending, right, in uh, the UC. Yeah. And Zeon always felt like, you know, just much more of a ideological vision that they had. But mm-hmm. um, here it's, you know, hey, our people were wronged and nuked, <laughs> so we're going to take over part of Earth. And then the other faction's like, mm-hmm. well, we're going to defend Earth. And then some of them are actually like, actually, we're bigots. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Am I feeling that way because Zaft, it, it goes back to my my question earlier is Zaf doing better than Zeon was because Zeon always had the underdog thing going for it which is why it needs that passion to get through the war right Right. like like if Zeon's winning does Giran even give that speech I think he does still yeah mm. he would give a speech <laughs> the speeches don't stop in Zeon yeah that's true but would it have been as impassioned maybe not because that was his brother but <laughs> yeah I don't know I but I, I kind of agree with you there there's no Patrick Zala isn't going to give a, a, a speech to match Giran, right? Yeah. So he's he's too much of a, almost a bureaucrat, really, in the war. I agree with you. There's less of a uh, of an energy level on both factions in this series. Maybe something else that's holding me back on this show is that everyone seems to be the son of someone important or the daughter of someone important. Ooh. Oh, I didn't even think about that. And I just don't like that they're all in one place. Yeah. So we have Atherin. Right, we have Kigali, Lacus, even uh, Nicole. Wow! Oh God, Isaac. <laughs> that's that's already too many. <laughs> yeah, and like Sai uh, and Flay are both. Oh, they yeah. were in an arranged marriage or arranged potential arranged marriage as well. Something. And I just that just felt like a lot to me. I I don't know. Yeah, now that you mention it. Like you can you can do that, I think. You can get away with one or two coincidences like that. But when you have that many, um, it starts to bother me a little bit. Or it just makes the cast maybe not feel quite as relatable. That's true. I guess it kinda of pulls it away from, you know, modern warfare thing they were trying to do, right? Makes it yeah. a little a little bit more like, Okay, of course everyone's related and of course everyone's here at the same time and crosses path, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So slight slight detraction. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm curious to see how the back half holds up to, to what I remember. Because I do remember feeling at the end of this show that I thought the ending was, was impactful, even though Seed Destiny kind of erased that impactful ending. But So I'm, I'm still excited to watch the show. And I, I, think we, I think maybe we were a little bit down on it in the last 15 minutes or so, but uh, <laughs> I, still think, I still think it's a good show, and I still think it deserves, uh, deserves your watch if you're a Gundam fan, at least once. It, yeah, it definitely ramps up. I'll say that. So there's a lot of good battles, a lot of good um, action scenes and all that. Cool new Gundams and mobile suits and all that. It's got its flaws and it's got the parts where it shines. All right, everybody, if you enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a review. Like, comment, subscribe. And uh, you can reach us on Twitter at Colony Dropcast, on Instagram also at Colony Dropcast, and on YouTube. Um, so please make sure to leave a comment. Tell us if you are a Lacoose fan do you hate the new pronunciation as much as we do, even if it might be the more correct pronunciation? Are you a dual Gundam fan? Do you dual fans exist? And uh, what models did you like from the first half of Gundam Seed? Would you buy one? If, if so, what would it be? And don't forget to tell us if there's any coordinators in your neighborhood, because those filthy coordinators shouldn't be in anyone's neighborhood. All right? Right, Brian? Are you with me on this? For a blue and pure world, Isaac. Absolutely. I started a neighborhood watch in my neighborhood. And every week I get in front of the podium and I tell people, all right, we have to keep our eyes open. There can't be any coordinators moving in our neighborhood, all right? We don't need their coordinator faces with their coordinator food and their (laughs) smelly coordinator homes moving in here, living next to us naturals, all right? Right, Brian? Is is Flay Alster like the head of your coordinator watch? Is she like the the wife that brings like the the snacks to the meeting? She's she's our treasurer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, your finances are probably in terrible shape. Well, just I know, but you can read the numbers. But there's like lots of like other words next to them, like I hate coordinators, and you know (laughs) why they blow up my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that should be our our. our clan for Gundam Battle Operation 2, uh, Coordinator Watch. Coordinator. <laughs> it's just constant propaganda about yeah, like yeah. how coordinators like have ugly faces and like <laughs> they, they smell, smell terrible. Funny. Yeah. yeah. What They're, to do if a coordinator moves into your neighborhood? <laughs> their moms dress them funny. Yeah. What to do if your children start dating coordinators? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Take care. Stay safe out there. For the preservation of our blue and pure world. <laughs>